Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O. V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. That's real? <laughs> yeah, Joel called it a firefighter dad mustache. <laughs> it doesn't look like a firefighter dad mustache. It looks a little gay pornish, though. I'm not going to lie. Hey, I'll take either one. Both, both, both styles. Very, Listen, very sexy. I'm sure there's firefighter <laughs> dad gay porn. Dude. I'm willing to bet money that there's a firefighter dad gay porn thing out there What do you think of it? Listen, I tried to grow a full beard like yours. It didn't work out so well, and uh, I decided to try this for a while. I think you look handsome as always. I ran down the ramp. By the way, I had this like Pavlovian response now that I'm like dialing into the Zoom call for this podcast, and I just start humming. I ran down the ramp. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Joel? What's up, Daniel? How's it going, y'all? How's it going? Hi, team. Hi, hi, hi. I feel like we haven't seen each other in a really long time. I know. It's good to have you. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. For the very first time in Fake Doctors, Real Friends, I've decided to join the spirit of Donald Faison and have a little rosé. Oh, nice. I want to go downstairs and get me a drink now. Can Can we take a second to do that? Why do you need to go down and get a drink right now? I guess if because you want to I want to sip some. I want to sip something. But with you're you. gonna ruin my momentum. I'm on fire no, no, no. right now. Okay, well then, if you're on fire, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. Why don't we <laughs> take a break? When we take a break, you can run down. When we take a break, I'll run down. Yeah, so dude. I thought I'd I thought I'd phase on out a little and uh, treat myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> treat yourself. Treat, treat yourself. yourself. I mean, I know it's not bourbon. It's rosé, but I was gonna go down and get a little, uh, you know, Allagash. Um, they make a triple now. This shit was so expensive, first of all. I spent okay. $21 on a bottle of beer. 
I've never spent that much money on Damn. beer in my life. I didn't even know beer could cost $21. Ridiculous, right? But apparently it's been aged in uh, oh, bourbon so barrels. Old, oh, so Tri- it's old Three beer. times. Yes. Three times. It's old beer. It's so old. Um, Dude. I have, yeah, baby. I miss you. I miss you so much it hurts sometimes. I want to tell you um, something right now. Go ahead. I cried in this episode. Yeah, it's very moving at the end. I I cried like a baby. Uh, it's very moving in the end. Yeah, just it's a good it episode. It's, it's a good a episode. Great episode written by Bill Lawrence. Yeah. They are in the zone, the writers, and uh, not to not to minimize the brilliant work of the cast, but I feel the writers are really in the zone in this section of season two because they're all really good. I'm going to agree with you. We had this conversation with Johnny. We're getting toward the end of the series of the season. Uh, now and look at how we're all starting to click. Everything's yeah. starting to click. You know what I mean? It's really amazing. Yeah, and this was the very first time they ever introduced. Am I right? Or does the West Side Story thing happen already? Was that season one? That was music, season I was one. Say a music. Okay. So other than the West Side Story thing, so I guess technically the second, but this is the first time we enter. Well, I guess we could say we. This is the first time we introduced a musical element that was dramatic, right? Because that was so broad and silly. Right, I, well, uh, I guess so. I mean, I guess we could count uh, Sam and Judy's. Okay, uh, you're you right. Know what I mean? uh, but they were sort of serenading. This was a fantasy of going yeah. into to Jill Tracy's uh, death fantasy that dying was like a, a Broadway musical. Dude, I cried so hard, and a lot. I of got it- goosebumps. I got mm. goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it. But I, when it happened, I got goosebumps on every inch of my body that's how yeah. powerful it, it was it's such a strong moment and maybe it's because of you know nick maybe it's because of amanda you know maybe i don't know but it just put me in a like i'm i was weeping weeping yeah. do you think that do you think that the climate of of covid and of course losing our friend has made you overall um more emotional to things uh, I definitely, you know, I, okay. So here's the thing about, here's the thing about what COVID has done. Uh, and, and we haven't seen anything like this. And I don't even think when AIDS happened, it was like this, like people had months to live when AIDS came around back in when we were kids. But also you know? we were so young, we didn't really comprehend AIDS when it, when it was first going everywhere. This is like, we're 45 and 46. Like, I think we have such a more of awareness of it. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, people that you thought you'd have more time with are now gone. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when Nick was here, we didn't hang out that much. We hung out a little bit, but we didn't hang out that much. And we were... You were just, just kind of getting to know him. Getting man. to know him. You know what I mean? Mm. And I, I guess I want to say I took that for granted. I took for granted that he would be around for a while and that we would have way more time to become... Uh, tighter because mm. I knew that you and him were were very close, and when you would have, you're you would've very close him. to someone, it becomes for me, for me, it's like all right, if Zach's close to this person, this person has to be a cool person. So let me go and you know get to know this person. So Nick and I were on the verge of becoming closer, and mm. then he was gone. Mm. And. When I watched this episode, that's what this, that's what this reminded me of, you know? We take so many things for granted. 
I'm also always moved by bravery in the face of death. My father, when he was dying, uh, you know, I remember him turning to my stepmother when he got the diagnosis that he had cancer, and he said, "We're gonna, we're gonna deal with this with dignity." Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that uh, Nick, I'm not sure how conscious he was. Um, I, mean, I I don't even know if he knew what was going on past a certain point. I have no idea, but. Um, but I was very moved in this episode too about about what it's about is a, someone who's facing their death with with pride and dignity and strength and not being afraid, and I just I think that that you know I, I guess what we're both saying is in this it kind of caught us both off guard that we're watching this network comedy that we were both in and usually we sit around talking about laughs and and what made us laugh and in, in each moment and the funny fantasies. And then this was very moving because of the the death that's in the air, both both globally and and, and, and in particular in our lives with with Nick. Dude, that's exactly what it is. And I don't know, man. I I, you know, it it just made me it made me realize how many things in life I've taken for granted, and you know, I I I tried, you know. Since Nick passed, I try every day to tell, you know, if we talk, I try to tell you, you know, before we hang up, I always try to tell you I love you. You know what I mean? When we're on this call right now, when we do this Zoom while we're recording Mm -hmm. our podcast, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, uh, (laughs) when we... (laughs) You don't have to give a plug to the people that are listening. Oh, okay. I just just thought I should plug something. It's sort of a fool's errand, you know? (laughs) Okay. But, but, uh, you know, just in case they forgot what they were listening to. um, Yeah. But we say I love you to each other. You know, yeah. I've 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 never met Joelle in person. And I love her. And I tell her I love her. Before we hang up, I tell her I love her. I tell Dan the same thing. And yeah. you know, it's throw COVID out of the situation. Let's just let's just talk about life in general. Nothing's promised. Tomorrow's not promised. You know? Mm. The next hour's not promised. Uh but I think it's important that we tell our loved ones and, and the people that mean so much to us how we feel about them. Yeah. And because, it, one, it, it, could, it, it makes them feel wonderful. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, to be loved by somebody feels good. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah you know, it, it feels doesn't good. Cost you any, and it doesn't cost you anything to profess your love. Like no, it doesn't cost. It doesn't cost. I feel like I'm uh, Brene Brown right now, but it doesn't. It doesn't cost you as a human being anything. Uh, to express it, and we shouldn't. I think what you're saying, what I'm getting from what you're saying, is we shouldn't be shy or uh, insecure about expressing our love. Absolutely not. And that's because, that's of one course, thing- when the person dies, you go, "Oh my God, I hope that I told them enough times I love." And with my father, you know, he was 84 and cancer was ramping up, so we had plenty of time to be rallying and to be and to be hugging him and kissing him and telling him we love you and clearing up any bullshit. But with you know, with with Nick, it was just like uh, we dropped him off at the hospital. We didn't we didn't get to say anything, you know? right? It's crazy, you know. I mean, I did is- Facetime him goodbye, but I don't. I have no sense of. I have no sense if he heard any word of it. Mm. I feel bad. These people turned in for a comedic podcast. Well, you know, this, this, we're talking about the episode. We're keeping so. it real, as they say. We're keeping as they it real. say, we're keeping it real. We're talking about the episode. Let's get into some other things though before we start this episode, dude. What? Okay, so the mayor has said that he will shut off your water in That's Los funny. Angeles. In That's Los funny. Angeles, he's going to shut your, your power. water and Good power off. Good for him. Good for him. Fuck you, you private party. Feel. Okay. 
if you throw a party and there's a bunch of people in your house and you've been warned now that the mayor said, the mayor has said, I will cut off your water. I have a little bit of a problem with this. I'm not going to Dude, he's to trying to come up with some out-of-the-box ideas. These people are still throwing fucking parties every day. I totally understand that. I totally get that shit. But when everybody leaves, I still need to wash my ass. Well, you shouldn't have thrown a party then, motherfucker. <laughs> Why did you throw a COVID party? I still need to party? wash my ass. And what I might want to cook something. You what know what is I mean? Your, I might be what hungry. Is, how can how can Garcetti, our mayor, uh, punish you, the idiot who threw a COVID party? He can, you know. I think the reason with the thing with the fine is people people with money are like, "Fuck it, I'll pay the fine." Um, and he needed to come up with some out of the box way to to punish people. And then, what can the government control? Your power and your water. He's like, "I'm shutting shut that shit off." Right now, look. Some people are mad about this. Some people really? are PO'd about this. Like Joel and Daniel, what are your thoughts on this? Don't you think it's kind of a badass out of the box idea? It feels like the best parental threat that's never gonna happen. Like I'm gonna take <laughs> right. your door off. You're not gonna oh, you, go up there. Gonna do Remove it's the hinges, the bring the door downstairs. But the threat might keep me, you know, in control. And my my right, temper, right. my expectations of what I might be able to get away with. So I feel like it's one of those. I feel like a, a 24 hour power shut off is like a really great, like, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. But yeah. it's, water it's is like an a parent, essential it's, human access, it's like and a, that makes it, me feel weird. It's right. like a parent At going, one. Do, right. <laughs> Donald, yeah. you always do that. I always see Donald do that shit with his kids. One. Yeah. And he never he never gets to three. He's like two point seven five six seven three nine. Right. It's not because my kids all of a sudden's like, yo, dude. Dad, 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 okay, dad, 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 I'm okay, I'm good. It's because I can't, my punishment, I don't want to deliver the punishment. Daniel, right. say something. Yeah, I, Personally, I think, you know, the big problem with people throwing parties in L.A. is that, like, it's not, you know, Joe Rich person inviting their friends in the neighborhood over to their house. It's, like, kids who will rent an empty mansion, invite 500 people over, and, like, right. even then... They're drinking the 30 racks they brought over and smoking weed in the backyard and then leaving. Like, turning off the water and power at that place isn't going to do anything. What the, just, right, what the, what the, is that the poor do? guy, so, the poor so, guy who The yeah. poor guy who rented in the house is like, Yeah, exactly. Ah. He's going to come back. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> I think, you know, if, it, if it's the kind of thing that's going to end up punishing a whole neighborhood and it's a kind of a group effort to be like, if you fuck this up for everybody in the neighborhood, you're fucked. Then like oh, dude, that might that, that really that. brings the community. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is like, if you want to make it a punishment, punishment, it's got to be a punishment, punishment. Because if it's like just turn off the water to this one place, wait, that- you're suggesting that he turn off the water and power for the whole street? I, no, I mean like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, look, I just I'm saying it's I, oh, uh, I don't know. I don't. That would I, don't, I at least I at least I at least I at least appreciated. <laughs> listen, I love it when someone comes up with an out of the box idea. They're yeah, like, look, totally. what the fuck? There totally. was some meaning. There was some meaning in City Hall where they were like, does anybody have an out-of-the-box idea? <laughs> and then some dude yeah, was exactly. like, I, somebody was like, I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> what if we turn off their water and power? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy because people don't give a fuck. As you see, I mean, as you see. Oh, people, man, you go into the store. Give- There's some bullshit going on where people are like, I'm part of an alliance and we will sue you. I saw that. You know that what I mean? That, that was a mega. That was like an extra Karen. That was like Karen. That that's, was like a double black diamond Karen. That's Uber Karen. That's Uber Karen. <laughs> double black diamond. <laughs> she had oh this goodness. fucking Karen had a fake Karen badge, and she was giving out fake citations 
to employees of this store that told her to put on a mask. She was like, I'm with the Freedom Alliance, and you will be sued for infringing upon my right. I mean, the woman made a fucking badge. Yeah, I, but I she's pretending like, to be a federal agent, which is definitely that's, a crime. That's definitely ma'am. a crime. That's a felony. You, you cannot yeah, do exactly. that. It's just no. so ridiculous. And what is this poor girl making six seventy five an hour going to do? She's just working. Know. Okay, she's right. She's I like, you're so not bad. I felt so bad for that girl. She she clearly didn't understand if this was a legit paperwork or not. She was like, uh, okay. Her manager I can get my didn't manager know. for you, right? She got her manager. Her manager was like, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Let me, like the manager of a supermarket is going to know whether, I mean, the woman was clearly fucking bad shit. I mean, yeah. I don't anyway, think she was like a federal agent. We're in some strange times, people. Oh, some man. Some strange times. And people times. are just losing their mind. But They're it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Are you sure it's okay? I need you to comfort me like you comfort your children. Listen, it's all good. At the end of the day, as JD says. Yeah, sum it up like JD would. This is going to, you know what? As a matter of fact, let's do this and then I'll get into my summary of the episode. Five, six, seven, eight. stories about a show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. to say what you trying to get it you know if you say five six seven eight it starts the theme song but if you say one two three it goes in what you trying to get into what dash what you trying to do there's such been a, remixes of that song such a hit song i got such a lot a of people song. telling me who are in the music industry that the song is fire if it only That's had more than one lyric it would be a hit well, look, man, you know, tell them to write some shit. I'm sure Charlie Puth can write something. Dude's writing $5 foot long commercials now. $5 foot. Hey, listen, let Charlie make his money. Charlie, okay? get that everybody, money, baby. Everybody needs a purple Lambo. <laughs> right. I, right. Of course they do. Um, isn't that okay, from, so that, isn't that from the, the Donald Glover song, This is America? Make that money. Make that money. Yeah. He does say that. He does yeah. say that. I, I, I mean, love I know some Donald Glover, man. I love Lando Calrissian. Whenever, oh, from Jesus. now on, whenever Fill I see Donald Glover. Pull out your fucking Star Wars bingo card, everybody. <laughs> from now on, whenever I see Donald Glover, he is, he's no longer Childish Gambino. He's now Lando. I'm, I don't the give a fuck really, what he says. The guy really did. Um, I, I never knew Donald Glover because I didn't watch the show he was on. I didn't watch Community, Community either. Community. And then, I mean, holy shit. What a, I, I just had, I was so naive to the genius of this man. He's a special human being. He's got talent, man. Reminds Fucking me a lot hell. of my uh, best friend, Zach Braff. Oh, so you're saying I'm like a Jewish Donald Glover. Sure. Yeah. Sure. If you want to, if you want to put it into, if you want to turn it into a religious thing. Yeah, this, absolutely. This, um, you are this a Jewish Donald is, Glover. The screenplay I've written is ready for your, uh, for your reading. Are you going to, are you going to read this one? Are there any black people in it? There are some black, uh, excuse me, black African Americans. You can say black. No, wait, wait hold just, up. We can't say black. I just think anymore? it's so. No, I just think it's funny how some people, white people, are like nervous. They go, they're not sure if they can say black or African American. <laughs> so they, so they start. To, they end up. They go in like this. Oh no, there are some black African Americans. It becomes black African Americans. 
I think white people are a little confused at first. Still allowed, I uh, say black or African American. What's the verdict? I always say I say black. I, I say black, but th- but I feel like if I'm being formal, like if I was giving a speech, I would say African American. But if I'm talking to my two black friends here, I would say black. Is that okay? I have no problem yeah. with it. Uh, let's yeah. get into the let's get into the breakdown episode. and then and, yeah. then, and then we'll yeah. Let's hear we'll your summary. Okay, so. Ready? This episode, you don't need to you don't need to stop watching anymore because I'm gonna Why try not? and keep it within because I'm gonna keep it in thirty. We know we're gonna try and keep it in thirty. No, I, part of my joy, my joy is timing things. But that's yeah. But you like pre- that's my pre- sister was a competitive uh, a swimmer when she was a child, and my dad got so into it. He was the guy, he was the parent who would have the stopwatch around his neck. Would he and be like, I, "Well, I, show she, you, you, you can't." That was slower than normal. No, he would scream at her so much that she said, "Fuck swimming, I hate this." But um. <laughs> but that's a story for it that's a rant for a different episode but no i enjoy timing you okay okay you ready get it going go this episode turk is ready to for the next step in his relationship with carla elliot's done changing into her scrubs in a co-ed locker room jd and cox both realize they make a good team that's not what this episode's about in a hospital people come and go sometimes it's because it's where people work but often it's because they're sick and they die. We try so hard to control our destiny. We try so hard to tip the scale. But things don't work that way. Somehow, life and death always find a way to balance itself out. That's beautiful. I'm not even going to tell you you were four seconds over. That was so good. <laughs> no, it really is a beautiful episode because it's got some funny-ass shit in it, and it's got some memorable stuff. I like it when these episodes, it's funny, sometimes they have like... Th- Three memorable moments that you like Sarah in the burlesque outfit that you didn't even know were all in the same episode. Um, but I remember doing that uh, burlesque thing with Sarah. I do too. Yes. And uh, it's true in uh, on Scrubs Wiki. It it actually has a true bit of trivia that Bill bet her to go in her burlesque outfit um, to to the Starbucks and and get everyone coffees. <laughs> that was the well, we outfit be- she wore. Yeah, we thought it would be a big deal, but like in Hollywood, no one even like looked twice. Right. Like, oh, okay. Um, that was a moment I always remember. And Rob, Rob looks so funny. You know, some people don't look normal smoking a stogie. A stogie <laughs> just fits perfectly in Rob's mouth, <laughs> doesn't it? He looks yeah, no, like he the looks guy. Right. He, he looks, looks like right. the guy who he's like the way he's holding it and like right. sitting in the front row of the strip club. Right, right, right. I know he's wearing. Someone pointed out he's wearing black boxers, not his ban- an infamous banana hammock. Yeah, I noticed that too. I don't think the banana hammock was introduced. Yet. Oh no, it was introduced because he goes. Yeah, it was. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to believe that. I guess that there must this must come from a true story of there being a co-ed uh, locker room in the hospitals. But it's. It, I, I'm I am it not a true story. I am with Ted on this. I yeah. don't mind a co-ed locker room. Um. Yeah, but don't you think in a co-ed locker room? I imagine I've never think I've been in one, but. People would be mostly covered up in the robe or something, and then they'd go and they they do their changing. It wouldn't be like in this episode. There's this naked woman who's just walking around. Of course, she looks like a model, and right. everyone's just and everyone's gawking at her. And there's so nothing awkward. but there's nothing but boys in the locker room to in the locker room also. So it's like right. Sarah and this naked lady, and then a bunch of dudes. And that's How not do you what feel in a locker room because I never I never played sports, so I always thought it was weird. You know, in movies, I see guys in a locker room all walking around naked, and everyone just you know. Smacking towels and asses and cocks are out. I, can't I do always that. 
asses always, and cocks. Asses and cocks. <laughs> I always feel weird whenever I'm in a locker room, like it is so dirty. Asses but, and cocks are out. I didn't. So I didn't dirty. say. I didn't it's say so it with like a growl. I wasn't like. I wasn't like asses and cocks. <laughs> no, but I mean, whenever I'm in like, a, I'm in a co-ed, I'm not a co-ed, whenever I am in a locker room and like a, a, occasionally I go to a hotel spa or something and it's always like old man ass at the urinal and like mm-hmm. the guy, and I just feel very uncomfortable w- with it. And, and as a jock, I wondered if you were more comfortable with just cocks being woven around everywhere. <laughs> this is, so here's, here's my whole thing on it. Because Listen, in the man. movies, we non-jocks, we see these movies. It looks like everybody's fine with cocks flying around. I worry that somebody recognizes me mm-hmm. and is full of judgment, and I can't stand that shit. Okay, but I'm talking about before you were famous. Did you did you group shower? No, I yeah, would shower in my when we would go to the pool in my neighborhood. I would shower in my swim trunks. Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, granted. If there weren't enough showers for all of us to get in, we would share showers. You know what I mean? A bunch of dudes mm. sharing showers. And I remember somebody saying, what are you guys, gay? And me being like, wait a second. Why Why am I gay? Because I'm sharing a shower with this guy. It's freaking, it's, there are no showers available. And I want to go yeah. home. I want to eat pancakes that the young, and sausage. It's, it's interesting that the, the young male is so terrified of being gay. I mean, yeah. I'm sure, I'm hope, I hope that this is decreasing in, in the psyche of young men, but I remember I was so worried. I once held my hand like this with like with a, this is a true story. I just thought of the other day. I was a little boy and my hand was kind of like dangling like this, like a limp wristed thing. And I, and I looked at it as though I was being attacked uh. and I ran to my mom. I swear to God, this is so, I was a little boy, so forgive me, but it was humiliating. And I, it's humiliating to think about, but I went, mom, I did this with my wrist. Does that mean I'm gay? And it was so ingrained in us. Now, granted, we I was born in 75, you were born in 74. 74. But in, in our childhood, it was so ingrained that, like, that's fucking horrible. Right. It's you like, mom, mom, look do, at my wrist. Did I right. catch it? Right, right. Look at my wrist. Or putting your hands on your waist the opposite way. So it's standing like Forrest Gump. and not, yep. You know what I mean? Or I remember once in in middle school or something holding my books like um, around uh, up to my chest like this, and someone mm-hmm. be like, "What are you fucking gay?" And so anyway, just I, I I think of all that stuff, you know, as as society becomes a little more comfortable talking about sexuality and 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 all of the wonderful things that are coming to the to the surface. Yes, I I, I I'm now thinking of our childhood and 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 how. How scary it was that I was fucking running to my mom and pointing at my wrist like, did I, do I have it? Right. Hypermasculinity sounds exhausting. Oh my God. Dude, terrifying. Terrifying. Terrifying, Being afraid Joel. of how you, like, and, and I mean, we see this across a lot of different, like, um, smaller groups of people if you break us down that, like, if you hold yourself in a certain way, suddenly you're perceived as a threat or as wrong or, you know, as it's not being normal. It's yeah, being no, black, totally, dude. It's being black in America, Joel. Totally. Go on. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. But cut you no, off. I just no. You're good. It just it just sounds it just sounds really exhausting <laughs> to constantly have to worry of how you're holding yourself is going to make you a target. And then of course, you know, for people who actually were gay, we're like, oh yes, I am gay. Crap. <laughs> like I have all this whole world looking at me and attacking me, and uh, it's and like I grew up, you know, in rural Illinois, and I was knew I was queer pretty early, and so we had like some of these aspects but i think it's 
it's easier for or what's easier for me to get by than some of my more uh, outwardly expressive friends. I'll put it that way. It's I just I can't even imagine. I wanted to ask you guys too. You guys were theater kids, and I feel like theater kids have such a reputation for constantly being partially nude or like in a state of undress around each other, or at least you know as I was coming up in theater. And was that not the same for you guys? Was it not that way? No, not just being just thing. for me being just in theater alone was 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 uh, you know you get you hear the you hear what people say. You know what I mean when you're an actor and you're young and and you're doing theater and stuff like that you know what you know how people no but she's know, saying like oh were there were there instances where where because we were changing in backstage and stuff where was there nudity there I, yeah. I, I, that that wasn't really the case for me that wasn't a case for me either. well what the, what the thing was that i loved about it was um affection for some reason there was permission when i went to theater cal i'll never forget it like Ta- there was no taboo in being affectionate with each other. Men mm-hmm. hugged men, and it was the opposite of public high school, which was so rough. And this was an environment of of support and love and hugging and cuddling. And I just never wanted to go back. I would I would fucking sob when I had to come back to public school. Here's from, here's where from like here's, utopia. Here's where it gets scary, though. So I went to a private school that was for just you know, people in the entertainment industry. And even at a school where it's just, at the, when I was there at least, I can't say it is like that now, but when I was there at least, people were kind of outcasted for being gay. You know what I mean? Like not thrown out of the school or anything like that, but, you know, all the straight dudes seem to be afraid of the gay guy. You know what I mean? Like really? The gay guy at a performing arts school in Manhattan? At a Manhattan? performing arts school in Manhattan, I'm, dude. I'm really surprised because that feels like that's where those kids, if they could get in, would go. Right. This is the 90s. This is the 80s and the 90s, early 90s. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is... This is crazy, man. This is, you know, I remember, I remember, I remember uh, being at that school and being one of the only black kids at the school as well. You know what I mean? There was only like five or six of us in this private school. And I only bring all this stuff up because of the beginning of the episode. You know what I mean? Go on. Go on. Turk shows JD the ring. Yeah. And he goes, oh, Wow, this was a fucking epic prologue for this joke. Go on. It's not a joke, but it's but it's. I mean, the joke is a joke, but yeah. Uh, well, it is a joke. It it, it yeah. has uh, it has social commentary in it, but it is a, meant to be a joke, right? Turk shows JD the ring, and JD goes, "Oh, it's beautiful," but my parents would kill me if I married someone black, a black guy. Yeah, yeah. I went anyway. to uh, when I was when I was uh, fourteen years old. I had a I had a friend move to Argentina, Buenos Aires, a suburb of Buenos Aires, and. Um, my parents arranged with two other groups of parents to let us go down and visit him because he missed us and, and he was our best friend. One of my friends was black. And we went down to this suburb in Buenos Aires and this was a neighborhood where they had never, clearly they had never in real life seen a black person. And he walked in, it was like, the record scratch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and they were, it wasn't that they were, I don't mean to imply that they were, that they were disrespectful to him because they weren't. They were just like, holy shit. A black that guy. dude is a black guy, right? Yeah. And he was like, you know, and I remember we went to a nightclub and they were like, dance, do, do some of the dancing. <laughs> 
<laughs> he couldn't dance to save his no, life. No, no, did I tell you this story? Yeah. He, he was the worst fucking dancer you ever met. In your life. No, you know I always laugh at this story. He felt like this onus to be like a good dancer, but he sucked. And so he started doing these stupid moves, like waving his arms, and you could see like everyone in the club being like, "Oh, that must be the new move." And they were like, That's started the doing new the. Shit. <laughs> it's like Ronald Miller and Can't Buy Me Love, man. Oh, he's doing the African Annie the wrist roll, but if the Ronsters doing it, it must be hip. Yep. Oh, bro. Um, yeah. Anyway, my point is, my point is, uh, I don't know that I have a point, but this episode really. Uh, Your point is is very valid, it, Donald. It that the first sentence up. making a joke about marrying a black guy uh, touched something deep inside you that you dealt with when you married the love of your life, and we still yes. live in a society where that's a thing, and we hope one day it's not. Absolutely. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacoba's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacobas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacobas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it your priority. 
therapy personally for me has helped me a lot focus on my goals. And you've heard me talk on the podcast of the whole idea of whiteboarding and manifesting and, and really getting clear with myself what I want to accomplish in my life and where I want to set my sights. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealFriends. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I'm still in the cold opening, but uh, when Turk shows him the ring and he's like, and JD's like, I, 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 it's beautiful, but I, my parents would lose their shit if I married a black man. And then they're like, well, this is what I was thinking. I was thinking I'd make her a dinner and, yeah. you know, I'd put it in the wine in her champagne glass. And you said, yeah. that's champagne. JD goes, that's, well, that's champ. Champ lame. Champ lame. Yeah. He's like, well, what would you want me to do? He's like, well, this is what you do. You get some candles, put it out. <laughs> You're starting you to some... sound like Damon Wayans in Beverly Hills Cop. Right. Take these bananas. Take these bananas. And then you get some roses, <laughs> and you put the roses out. And and, and, and then Turk's like, yeah, because the roses make everything smell great and stuff. And then Meadows Carla... in springtime. Meadows, Meadows in springtime. <laughs> and then Carla walks in, and she goes, what are you guys talking about? And we go, no, nothing, nothing just guy stuff. And then, no, we go bitches and hoes. Yeah, no, we go just guy stuff. And JD goes, yeah, bitches and hoes and stuff. Mm. <laughs> By the way, the, the, the same joke about masculinity. It's, it's actually exactly the same thing we're talking about. That JD and Turk are talking about like, no, it'd be like a meadow in springtime. And then Carla comes in and we're embarrassed. Yeah. So when, then we obviously overcorrect because we don't know how to manage our masculinity, <laughs> our, our right. fake masculinity and say bitches and hoes. Uh, right. But I mean, so, I mean, it's the same thing we're talking about. That being said, I thought I did a pretty good pratfall in this episode. You did. I wrote down. I want you to know. I wrote. What did I write down here? I I, I said, look at Donald with your dope ass pratfall, and you did that. You did that, didn't you? I did that myself. That was me. Yeah. Now uh, I don't know why there was such a rush for for Turk to get to the garbage disposal. I mean, no one had turned it on. I don't know why you had to dive over the counter in a way that might break your back, but you did. But because she poured it down the sink. I don't think they have a garbage disposal. How do you know it's if only they have one a garbage sink. disposal? It's only one sink, and you can. 
I don't know, dude. I don't know. There's there's some trivia. I bet Trevor Wiki knows. Do, do, do does uh, JD and Turk have a garbage disposal? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not on there. Uh, I kiss Sarah's booby when she's um when she's doing the burlesque thing. I, I mean, just I wanted to just you know circle it back around because we did talk about her latching onto my nipple in the previous podcast, and um and I just wanted you to know that I in this one I, I you returned kiss her the boobie. favor. You returned the favor. I did. I returned. I didn't do areola, but I got a little side little side boob kiss in there. That's um, you also made a, when you did your jump, you made a little bit of a JD injury noise. You did a little. <gasps> Maybe Bill added that. I don't know. No, I think it's you. You were trying to jokingly do a JD hurt himself noise. Was it that famous at that point? Had it gotten to the point where it was pretty clear that every time you fell, we were going to make the. <gasps> I don't know if I don't know if it was ever discussed like that. Um, how about um, Ralphie? I think you had fun hanging out with little Ralphie. Little Ralphie cracked me up. Uh, cute kid, first of all. He's probably yep. a man now. No, it's funny, dude. This is twenty years ago. The kid's probably thirty. Right. He's probably a grown ass man now, uh, <laughs> and is known as Ralph. I wonder if he's still acting. That's the great question. You know what I mean? Like for a long no. time, people were like, "But is the kid from Modern Family, Ralphie from Scrubs?" No, it's not. No, the same kid. really? Yeah. Oh no. Well, that that kid is not nearly as old as Ralphie would be. Let's say he's eight. He's twenty eight ish. Those kids are all grown on Modern Family. But he was now, all of them. I know. I know. Oh, I like it when you go. First of all, when you put your fingers in the hot coffee, that was funny. You go hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. And then I like when you're like, push the dookie out, Ralphie. Push the dookie out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, the kid eats a diamond engagement ring. How does that not cut up, fuck up your intestinal digestive system? I, have I no imagine idea. your digestive system can handle a, a, something that's smoothed out. It's not like it was jagged. It I know. Jagged I just, edges. I just feel like it would be dangerous to swallow a diamond in a, in a child's fresh, brand new digestive system. Didn't isn't that what happened in Blood Diamond? Didn't he swallow the, that big ass diamond in Blood Diamond with Leonardo DiCaprio, my favorite actor? I don't think I ever saw Blood Diamond. Should I watch it? Oh, it's a good one. Oh, you know what I was gonna do for you, um, and because I'm 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 going a little quarantine crazy. Like you know, when, I don't. You guys feel this when you gotta like, all right, new new quarantine chapter. I gotta shake some shit up. Right. Well, that's, that's what the why mustache I got my. Is. That's what the mustache is. I got my Xbox. I'm about to try um, Red Dead Dawn. What's it called? Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, yeah, because Hitman, you know, I killed everybody, and I'm going to try Hitman again, but I I think I might try just being on the planes. I don't want to hurt anybody. Okay. Okay. You're, you're gonna you're gonna hurt some people. I'm just like you're gonna you know. kill okay. a lot of people. You're gonna kill a lot of people brutally. No, I'm just kidding. Like murder, death, kill, dude. Like <laughs> right, listen, straight up. I'm gonna play Hitman Two and Red Dead Redemption. But one of my new, um, you know, I'm just trying some new chapter things. I was gonna watch um, something I've never watched that you're very passionate that I watch, and that is the Lord of the Rings uh, series. I've never watched. What? Yeah, never, yeah. Never seen. Oh my god! Oh what? My god! All three of them look yeah, like yeah. they're having a heart attack. All three of them look like Fred Sanford and Sanford in some ways. Like, I'm coming, Weezy! Elizabeth! Elizabeth! <laughs> Elizabeth! <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> 
Wait, wow. wait, I have so many questions. Okay, yeah, are yeah, you wow. doing the extended director's cuts or original I think he should. Screening? Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What do y'all recommend? How do, I, how do I do this? About, is this okay, like this 10? It's going to be like not in 10 hours of my life, right? All right, guys, this is what I've learned about Zach. <laughs> this is what I've learned. It's not necessarily the action that he gets stoked about. If the story mm-hmm. doesn't move, he gets very, very bored. Oh, okay, so it's okay. not it's not like he needs a bunch of action and fighting and stuff mm, like that. Mm, mm. He just wants the fucking story to move along. Don't fucking take two. Here's what I have no interest in, and this is controversial for most of the country. I I like character development. I like right. dialogue. Right. I like set pieces and beautiful mm. sets and cool cinematography. I get very bored when two supernatural beings are fighting. Mm. Okay, then okay, you'll love Lord of the Rings. So the, the, ulti- the ultimate example from, for this condition I have is Transformers. Oh, come on, man. These are horrible <laughs> movies. Come on, man. These are horrible just, movies, man. Let me just There's articulate my Transformer point. Movie. <laughs> let me just articulate my point. Except for if Transformer I'm, the movie, the cartoon. I'm watching two are hunks of metal fighting and like crashing taxi cabs. I could give zero fucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, those, come on, man. Those movies sucked. Come on, man. All right. But I love story, and I know Lord of the Rings has great actors, and I love cinematography. I know it's got that. It's okay, a I'm lot gonna say of go story. for the extended cut. Yeah, you should definitely go for the extended cut then, because it there are certain like Boromir story kind of gets jumped over in part two if you don't have the extended Joelle, cut. Joelle, you're gritting your teeth. You're so excited. <laughs> oh my god, you don't even know. My dad and I watch these like every year for many years. Oh, I love, that. <laughs> we will love yeah, Lord awesome. of the Rings. If it's on TNT, everything stops. We're watching Lord of the Rings. Okay. Don't talk to me. Every new edition <laughs> that comes some... out, we buy the new one. Should I try some jazz lettuce with it? <laughs> uh, it couldn't hurt because then you're smoking with Gandalf and that's always fun. Right. Like, sure. in the first they movie. smoke weed yes. in the first movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Whenever they have jazz lettuce, I'm going to have some. They have some <laughs> good jazz. It's the finest, <laughs> uh, it's the finest uh, weed in the Shire. <laughs> um, all right, Wonderful. let's get back to this. Uh, Ralphie. So, Ralphie, wasn't there a thing, Donald? I remember in the blooper reel around 9 11 when Ralphie's dad drags him out that the kid nailed the door. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I remember that. If you're, if you're so inclined, you could go look at the season two blooper reel. But I think that that, that moment when Ralphie's dad is aggressively pulling him out of the lobby. I think the kid lost his balance and nailed the door. He was fine. I'm not laughing at a hurt child, but it did look like it hurt. We probably could have won America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, man, I would have loved that $100,000 in my pocket. 9.55 when Cox goes, JD, call an OBGYN and prep the NICU. And then it cuts to me, and I just keep writing in a chart. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Like, this woman's about to fucking die. Here's what, here's what I don't understand. Now, clearly a, what happened was the, 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 the dad had another line to me, so I couldn't leave. But, like, I really got annoyed that Cox is like, call the, prep the NICU, call an OBGYN, OBGYN. And then you cut to me, and I'm, I just continue, I proceed to write in a chart. Like, what am I writing in a chart? I have, the only problem I had with it is, why are they at this hospital uh, and Cox is their doctor? Shouldn't she have had a I think they've come in with doctor a, no, that I think they they've always in, go to? No, but they've come into a hosp- the local hospital with an emergency. They're having a baby problem. But you would still call her. your you would still call your 
I don't know. Doctor, I mean, some of that's, that's some of that's a little some of that's a little lax here, dude. Remember in early episodes, Todd was gonna do a fucking woman's breast augmentation. Right, right, like, right. Like, like he's a plastic uh, surgeon. Some of that, some of the some of the rules of of that are a little bit thrown out. Even right. though the AMA says we're the most damn accurate TV show. Of all I did. I did like the fact that Cox and JD were looking at themselves in this married couple that was about to have a baby. I thought that was very funny. The yeah. lady who was about to deliver his Cox and. Yeah, that kid was that kid was clearly cast to be JD esque. Right, I agree. You know? Yes. Um, what's the matter, dude? My back. I've never seen this. Maybe why didn't you get a Why didn't you get a nice chair for yourself? Because I have to bring it all the way up to the closet. This is forty six, guys. I wish you could this see him. Forty six. I wish you could see him. He's lying down. <laughs> You look like I look like uh, Jabba the Hutt. I know, I know. Yes, you look like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. You need, you need like, uh, you need like, you need a little chained uh, Leia need, next to you. I need salacious crumb, and then I need a, 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 a chained. Uh, Is that the guy with the snake thing around his neck? No, that's that's a uh, big Fortuna. I need somebody. Oh my god, you know everybody's names. I need Salacious. Big Crumb. Fortuna. That's the, par- that's the parrot. <laughs> that's Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb. No, but I think I had the action figure of the snake neck guy. Big Fortuna. Yeah. Great character. Is that ba is that, Jabba no bargain? Is that a Jedi? Jedi must be allowed to be. Is that uh, Jabba's like side side piece, a henchman? No, that's his freaking. Uh, that's his uh, interpreter. No, three PO is the interpreter. He's it's the like his uh, pet. not the pet. Salacious Crumb is the pet. He's more like uh, you know, he's the dude that uh, Jabba's assistant. That's who he is. That's who who okay. Salacious Crumb would be. Okay, I mean, he's sorry, like his uh, um, he's like be. his um um. What's the name of Puffy's guy with the umbrella? Right, like Farnsworth Bentley. He's his Farnsworth Bentley. He's his Farnsworth. Whatever happened to Farnsworth Bentley? Is he doing that for other people now? No, man. He, you know, it's the same. Listen, man. People come to Hollywood, or people become famous. Farnsworth Bentley is him, and Casey Cobb are the two most famous assistants in the history of being assistants. And Farnsworth went on to. I mean, he stole the spotlight from Puff when he was around. You know what I mean? Like, what was so was special about was, Farnsworth Bentley? I just remember he had he had to hold Puffy's umbrella. So much charisma that man has. So much charisma. Oh man. really? So Are you friends charismatic. with him? I I've, I've run into him a couple of times. I know. wonder what he does though for a living these days. I don't know. He's a musician. I, is, oh, he apparently. is. Apparently, I think he's doing like studio stuff behind the scenes. Okay. Well, we should More play some of Farnsworth Bentley's music on the if podcast. If he wants us to, he should hit us yeah. up. We will. We totally will. I was thinking, Joel, by the way, speaking about the music conundrum that we're mm. facing, I was thinking um, two things. One, I could send you a list of like 20 songs, mm-hmm. and then you could go through iHeart to go through the people and say, hey, do the guys have the permission to play these songs? And I won't pick like, you know, the Stones or like Drake. I'll pick like, you know, smaller acts. Yeah. Speaking of music, by the way, there's been a lot of demand for my fire workout playlist, which I have now <laughs> for published on Spotify, Donald. Yes. Yeah, nice. Now, I never made a playlist public on Spotify, but today, during my downtime, I figured out how to do it. And if you're listening, uh, since there's been clamoring, Donald, literal clamoring, clamoring for my fire workout playlist... 
Now, don't listen to this if you're looking for what Donald likes to and you want to hear Wu Tang and, and Drake and Wu-Tang the like. Forever. Okay. This is if you want to hear some girl pop Kendrick while you work Lamar out. Forever. Um, it's under on Spotify, it's under Zach Braff's workout playlist. And I'm very excited to see how many listens and plays it gets. At Zach Braff's playlist, on Zach Braff's, Zach Braff's playlist. Workout, Zach Braff's workout playlist. Okay, is it like uh, Michelle Branch? Is she on there? Did she make it? Avi, totes Avi. You think I'm going you think I'm going <laughs> to do a workout playlist without everywhere? Come on, bro. Who's the other one uh, that had the, 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 the dope song back in the day that was in white? White uh, white girls is that the oh movie? my goodness making my way Vanessa downtown Carlton. Yeah, Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa Carlton. If I could fall into the sky, do you think life right, would could pass, pass me us by? Because you know no, I'd walk a thousand miles if I could just see you. That's not a great workout song, so I didn't do that tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you guys like this, I'll keep making them. Um, for those of you who like uh, like me, like working out to um, to pop. Do you think Michelle Branch got mad when Vanessa Carlton came out and was like, "Yo, you trying to take my lane? You trying to take my lane? <laughs> I no. had this shit first, girl." No angrier than Jewel. By the way, Alicia no, Silverstone true. texted uh, me and Donald because she listened to the podcast where we she talked called about it. So yeah, much. so people, this could happen. This might happen. It's a slow play. You know when you're courting someone and it's a slow play. You can't be too <laughs> come on too strong. She called us very silly. She said I was wrong. She was 16 when she did yes. the, vi- she the said, Aerosmith uh, video. She said that she was 16 when she did her first Aerosmith video. By the way, so and she also said up. she doesn't recall you being obsessed with her. Um, she said well, you she never mentioned she, once that you were obsessed with her. I think I've told her in working with her that I had a huge crush on her. Okay, should we bring in the fan? Is the fan yes, uh, caller here? Let's go. Go to break. Go to break. Yeah. Go to break. 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 We'll break. be right back. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacoba's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacobas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store... Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at tacovas.com. 
Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Daylight savings time is starting up again for most states. The goal? To give everyone more daylight from March through November. By setting clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash realfriends. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. Once again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash real friends. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hi, I Hello. love your beard, man. You got the beard like I, and you got oh. freaking a Ghostbusters outfit in the back of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, my quarantine beard. And then uh, I'm joining up with the Massachusetts Ghostbusters to do charity when all this quarantine stuff goes away that is are amazing how many what ghosts do you do have you ever wait, busted a ghost before I, I, I wish i could but no <laughs> um wait a second i have a question so you what do you do when you dress up in this ghostbusters outfit you do volunteering you said of some kind so personally i've done nothing yet other than take my nephew trick-or-treating but uh right before the quarantine happened i was going to join up with the massachusetts ghostbusters and do um like 
conventions and parades and different things to raise money for charity. And then quarantine happened. But uh, once the, it's all over, I'm going to go back and join up with them. God, sure Joel, you, you sure scours you the earth that? for the most wonderful people. Hold on. I got to tell you. <laughs> I just don't understand. Are Thank you, sure? you Joel. <laughs> are you sure you want to go back and volunteer for your community? What are you I'm talking sure about? Why would that, he yeah. not want to volunteer for his community? He's got a baby on the way. No, he doesn't. Wait, oh. What? I... what? Hang on. What did you just say? Doesn't he have a baby? <laughs> don't you have a baby on the way? Oh, I don't think he way. knows yet, Donald. You, you I know he doesn't know. I'm gonna... surprising him. I wanted to fucking tell him, you dick. <laughs> I did it first. <laughs> you did it too fucking soon. I was going to drag it out longer. You no, I couldn't asshole. do it. It happened that fast. Okay, so I have some questions now. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, Rachel uh, wanted us to tell you that you're having. Ladies a baby. and gentlemen, give it up for Rachel and the baby. <laughs> Holy crap! There's a yep. here. Oh, yeah, they're kissing, kissing, guys. They're so happy. They're kissing. They're happy and they're and kissing. And Rachel, Rachel has produced <laughs> the pregnancy test. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Did you know this? So I knew about 10 minutes ago that this was happening, this chat, but that's, that's <laughs> all. I just I thought, know, you guys, I'm, like, I, I'm so down. we're going on to, to talk with with the doctors. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. And I don't want to upstage. I want to talk about this. But Donald, what the fuck? We were like one minute in and you fucking did it. You couldn't drag it out a little bit longer? No, I couldn't. I wanted We could have been like, "Oh, do you want to have kids one day?" You fucking dick. My sorry. bad. I'm sorry, but I couldn't. I couldn't Don't wait. curse in front of the baby. I'm sorry. I couldn't wait. I'm very excited because I know they have questions, but now he has even more questions. And yes. so this makes it so much more. Uh, Congratulations. You were going to be a father, and we uh, knew about it before you. That's insane. Now all my questions are changing. Yeah, good. <laughs> good, good. Let's get into them. What questions do you have? Well, no, uh, I, I think question number one, and sorry, Zach, but this is for Donald. Uh, you know, from this podcast, I heard you have like 85 kids. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does. He's 97 children. Not 85. Not 85. Come on, man. 15. 84. The thing is, um, Shoot. I, well, you know. Well, you, Donald, you always say that uh, just first year, you got to be very supportive. There's the woman has to run the show, right? Well, there's not much you can do the first year. I'm going to be 100% honest. Right now, you can't do much for her other than support. And you need to be 100% supportive and, you know, have make dinners. Back. Yeah, that's right. Make dinners, feet rubbing, rubber back, rubber feet, you know. Uh, I think I can do all say, that. Say you look beautiful, darling. All the time. Yeah. And uh, you're a very cute couple. I bet that's going to be an adorable child. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) I'm still completely blown away. Uh, No, I know. I know. A little something I know nobody else can see it, but maybe you guys can describe it. I know Donald has been having a rough time with his Instagram followers. Right on. And so um, I made an account the other day. Nice. Oh my oh! God! Instagram fan, I yeah. love it. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> that's amazing! <laughs> it's a onesie, you guys, it. and it says "youngest uh, Instagram follower." If this doesn't give me followers, I don't know what will. I mean, I hope it no. does. By the way, by the way, these people like twelve billion at one point, but I can give you the youngest one, I, and I appreciate that. Thank that you. is adorable. 
So you guys seem, just from looking around your background, that you're very into Batman, maybe. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I'm definitely a Batman fan, but this is just a weird corner of my office. Uh, I'm, I'm all over Marvel, Ghostbusters, whatever. Marvel, DC, yeah. Ghostbusters. Star Wars? Who's your favorite? Who's oh, your favorite? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Don't go there, please. Uh, well, who's, your, just, who's your favorite uh, Batman who ever played him in a film? Oh, that's a really good question. It's um, easy for me. Well, no one didn't ask you. Speci- are we talking specifically live action? Specifically uh, yeah, specifically live, live action and not Adam West, just films. And Because right, Conroy is dope. You're right about that. Is that who you were going to go Conroy, Yeah, exactly. Conroy is where I was going. I would have um, gone with Adam West, but we're talking about just feature films. So I, I think I'm going to have to do something that everyone's going to disagree with, but Ben Affleck, mainly because I really enjoyed how they they did the combat and got some, you know, comic accurate scenes like Dark Knight Returns stuff. Yeah. You know, I say I say uh, I say Affleck is one of the better Batmans. My favorite Batman for really? me is Keaton, though. Yeah. Keaton. I like- Keaton's a good one. And I know it's not that he's a movies. It's not but, that he's. A- I take that back. It's not that he's a good Batman. He was the best Bruce Wayne out of everyone. Absolutely. I'll definitely give you that. But I can't get past the fact that the beginning of those movies, the first one is a bunch of random purse robbers on the top of uh, skyscrapers for some reason. Why why are they on the skyscraper? (laughs) And then then Batman just shows up, lifts his cape, and slowly walks forward until he gets shot. (laughs) It's weird. Right. That's that but you guys are why are you guys you're both skipping like the the artiste of our time, Chris Nolan. Well, hey, Christian Bale was a good Batman. Great Batman. But I, I argue that those are more uh, like villain movies. Yeah, because Batman's not the star of those movies. It's who he fights mm. in those movies. That's the exactly. Star. And I couldn't. Do you know get my past, favorite line from those movies? Is? This. this is what I couldn't get past. I'm Batman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> he has all that money and he can't buy a voice changer. What the fuck? <laughs> it's because. The city of Gotham. Get the fuck <laughs> my favorite line from right, my favorite line. Z- Zach, what's your favorite line? My favorite line is what well, didn't make the film. It was a behind the scenes moment. Do you want me to tear down your lights? That's not Batman. That's Terminator. <laughs> bud. That's Terminator. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was Terminator. Why was Christian Bale in Terminator? He's in one of the Terminators. Yeah, yeah he's I one of the Terminators. Right. He plays John Connor in one of the Terminators. <laughs> Talk about Christian a Bale does? You, you, we are talking about two movies with fucked up timelines. Both timelines of these movies. <laughs> Wait a second. Terminator I have an honest and a question. Batman are like so fucked. When Christian Bale true. screamed at the cinematographer, that wasn't Batman? No, it was Terminator. Terminator. He was pissed no. off because he's doing a scene with the Terminator at the time. Right. And the, guy, the DP kept changing the, his right. uh, lights in his eye line and he screamed right. at him. The DP was Do like, you want me to tear down your lights? You know, the DP hmm. was like, dude, we're making a Terminator. I know. It's like funny. Funny. Nice guy. Okay. Where Where do you live, by the way? Uh, so I'm in Massachusetts. We're just outside of Boston. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. This is so exciting. I'm. I. I are you? Are you? Is your mind blown that you're having a child? How How far along are we? Are we? I'm assuming not very. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the kids in the other room. I forgot. To tell you. Um, nah, it, it's pretty early. I. Uh, okay. Uh, it's about five weeks actually. When I was going with. Uh, back and forth with Joelle. She originally we were going to do this a little earlier, and she was like, "Can we 
postponed and I was like, actually, I started freaking out. I was going way too public way too early. So. Yeah. I thought most people wait like three months. I mean, but maybe your friends don't listen to this, so they won't know. They won't know. We have a few. So there's, there's yeah, I'm going to get some we have to talk to before. Uh, this okay. I, I would definitely tell your uh, your friends that listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah. In fact, are you recording this? I, I hope you are. I think so. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you. A copy. If you're not, we'll get you a copy or we'll try. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I am very excited. It has been obviously a crazy, terrible year for everyone. Uh, personally, though, it's been a really rough year for me. Uh, right the day that the uh, the whole state shut down and the country pretty much shut down was the day my mom passed away. Wow. So it's oh been kind of rough. But uh, but this is a nice, good new story for my family. So I'm I'm really excited. Uh, in fact, I, I made my wife cry uh, right before we got on here because when she told me we were getting on, I, I looked at the episode that just dropped today and I did the math and I was like, wait a minute, is this my philosophy? Because that just happened to be something I was watching uh, right before my mom passed. And so the whole musical number at the end has been stuck oh, in my mind for the last oh, like six yeah, months yeah, or four yeah. months or however long it's been. Yeah. By the way, we I haven't cried, I cried yet. like a baby in yeah. this episode for the first time ever. You know, I've. This is one episode I remembered. I do remember filming this episode, and mm -hmm. I remembered. Uh, I remembered. I remembered. I've watched this episode a couple of times, but this was the first time that I, you know, because of everything that we're dealing with right now, I cried like a baby. Oh my god, it's it. so powerful. Yeah, it's yeah. Such a good I mean, I actually episode. think Chris has been the longtime fan, and he's brought me along for the ride. And um, I. I believe it was this episode that when I first started watching, I had to stop for a little bit because right. it just gutted me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. Well, um, I, I was thinking we should play Waiting for My Real Life to Begin by Colin Hay to end this episode uh, of the podcast. Isn't that it's a clever idea? That yeah, would be awesome. That. Because Colin Hay is a friend of us and a friend of the show, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind at all if we uh, if we went when we do wrap this one up to go into it. Because it, I mean, if you haven't heard his rendition of the song, we, you know, in this episode we've turned into a it's it's beautifully arranged, uh, but but we've turned it into a, a a bit of a musical number. But it's it's a it's just a song that Colin Hay sings alone on the guitar, and it's a it's a really special song. Uh, you guys turned me into a Colin Hay fan. Um, after my overkill, I, I went and did a deep dive on his music. Yeah. You know what if my he ever comes. By the way, he'll, he when when the world opens back up and he tours. I mean, you're gonna have a baby now. You have the hands full. But let's say uh, somebody wants to babysit for you guys. You got to go see him live. He it's he's always plays small venues, and there's just usually just him and a guitar. And he he's hilarious. So he'll do he'll he'll just be you know like most musicians if you go see them in like a small venue they they tell a little anecdote and then they're strumming their guitar and then they go into the song. This guy will do like stand up <laughs> like hilarious <laughs> jokes as he's just sitting there strumming and then he'll go into a song and and it's it's really great. I, I, wherever you are and you're listening to this, if keep an eye out for whenever Colin Hay comes to town because I promise you it's a great show. Do you have a favorite Colin Hay song, Zach? Um. Yes. Um, oh gosh, I have a couple, but um, uh, I just don't think I'll get over over you. Is probably my favorite. That's I drink black coffee every morning. Comes, comes from, from a, place a place that's, that's far away. Far away. When I'm done, I feel like talking. Without, Without you, he's less to say. Oh, that's like the yeah, worst breakup song. song. It's a great breakup song because you're like. Uh, it says so many things you want to say to the person like i miss you but do you miss me and uh, i like when he goes 
Don't want you think, don't don't want you think I don't get asked to dinner, cause I'm here to say that I sometimes do. But if I live till I can no longer climb my stairs, I just, I don't, just think. don't think I'll ever get over you. There you go. We serenaded your new baby. I for love you. that one. That <laughs> you know what my favorite line in that song is. Don't want what? you thinking I'm unhappy. What is closer to the truth? And then he says that if, if I, I lived till I was a hundred and two, I just don't think I'll ever get over you. Should we anyway. play that one, or should we play that one, or the one in the episode? Oh now God. you might want me to hear Let's that one. Let's play the episode. Let's play the episode. Yeah, because that one, that one's too melancholic. Yeah, I mean they're both so melancholic, but so it's been a melancholic episode, so it's okay. Except for birth and new beginnings and a young. <laughs> you guys should name the baby Simba. I think. Okay. Whoa! Whoa! It's exciting. It's a the Lion King reference. I know it's I that, but I was think, I was thinking more like Donald or yeah, How funny would be this if this 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 couple had a baby named Adeoshun? I'd love it. It'd be the best day of my All life. Right. It's All a right, Nigerian listen. name. I oh, am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top. Up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. 
Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix sleep mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, guys, guys, we, we've okay. gone, we've we've gone very long, but um, but do you have a question for us? Uh, uh, it I, might be uh, beyond yeah, we, baby. We, we both uh, kind of set up a question. Uh, do you want to go first, or? Sure. Um, I guess my question for you guys is: I mean, given the state of the world right now, um, and the fact that this is based off of somebody who's working the front lines, um, I don't know if this would be for you or the um, Bill, maybe. But um, how do you guys think your characters would have dealt with COVID? Oh, they would have jumped on it. I think Turk, JD, Carla, Elliot, Dr. Cox, uh, even Kelso, I think they would have jumped on this. I think, I think uh, like all of the you know, uh, first responders out there right now who are risking their lives and everything like that, I think JD and the, and the gang would have done the exact same thing. I think this is something that... They would have said, you know, I, let's answer the call. The hospital's going to answer this call. Sacred Heart's going to answer the call. Let's let's make mm -hmm. it happen. Yeah, I mean, don't forget, first and foremost, amidst all the comedy, it was clear they were all really good doctors. So I think yeah. that, uh, you know, that was important to the writers, and that was important to J.D., who was the inspiration, John Doris, who was the inspiration for my character, J.D. So I think, uh, yeah, I think that they would they would be all over it. You know, there was a, 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 a an episode where we quarantined. Do you remember with um, with with Tara Reid, and she mm -hmm. made quarantinis? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We were all locked in the ICU. 
Somehow um, I feel like the janitor would be convinced, trying to convince you you have COVID. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The janitor, would, the janitor would definitely be up to his usual hijinks like he was in this episode. He had a pretty small part in this one, although I got ink all over his, uh, his shirt because he borrowed my pen. Yeah, the pin, pen didn't match, though. The pin didn't match. You gave him a Sharpie, and then at the end he has a regular ink pen. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, at Scrubs Wiki. He probably knows. It's hmm. not on Scrubs Wiki, and we don't want to get him all riled up over something so small. We can only pull Trevor him Wiki. out of the fucking... Why no, isn't don't, on Scr- okay. don't say his name three times or he materializes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like Beetlejuice. 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 Yeah. some episodes okay, the other day, and Donald was ex- like, he doesn't want to do it. I'm not going to ask him anything. And now he's asking Trevor Wiki things. I was going to ask. That's two. That's two. We got to stop. I get anxious. I get anxious. I get anxious when we talk about calling him. I think that was the third time. He's going to show up. <laughs> He's here. He's here. He's in my house. Trevor, get out. All right. Do you guys have another question? Uh, One more. Yeah, this one's kind of a more silly question, but uh, I remember when you guys had the call Turk line, and I know it was a real number. Uh, did you guys ever mess with any fans that called in? It rang nonstop. Here's the thing about what was so crazy about the call Turk phone. So, Bill, I guess, you know, uh, I think it started with having a pet peeve. If you ever notice in movies, it's always 555. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to be uh, people don't want to deal with a real number. It has to be a fake number. And so Bill said, oh, let's just make it. Let's just get the number. So it was a cell phone and it would sit in the production office. And the production office was the center of all of our of our dressing rooms. Because, you know, picture it. It's a hospital. All of our dressing rooms are hospital rooms. And what would be like the nurse's station in the middle of the ward was where a lot of the production people would sit. And the phone would just be there. And if it wasn't on silent, it would ring nonstop, like nonstop. And sometimes when you're just sitting around bored, people would just pick it up. And and we, we ended up getting a map and with pins. And we would, because people would call from all over the world. And by the time we were over it, I mean, the thing was just covered, the map was covered in pins from people from all over the world that would just call. And so to answer your question, yeah, we would just talk to people. We'd, and then they'd be like, Zach, we need you on set. I'm like, I gotta go, here's Donald. And we just put Donald on. Like, we, would just hand, <laughs> we would just hand around. And people were so interested. He'd be talk to a PA. Donald would be like, I gotta go too. Here, talk to one of our PAs. And like, and like they were just psyched to talk to anybody related to the show. Do you That's remember that, Donald? Like, what sucked would be sometimes you'd be like, hello, you call Turk. And they'd be like, hey, is this real? And he'd be like, yeah, it's real. It's, 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 who's this? It's, it's, it's uh, Donald Faison. I play Turk. Is JD around? No, no, no. Jay, uh, Zach's not around. He's on set right now. Okay, well, is, is Dr. Cox around? <laughs> oh. And it'd be like, that's you bullshit. Call Turk wanna... and you're talking you go... to Turk. You called Turk. <laughs> No, it was fun, and then and then sometimes we would turn it off because it was like okay, it was just ringing nonstop, and and then it would sit there like lying dormant, and then someone would turn it on, and then it would just start right up again. So pretty much because of because the show was globally popular, at at, at any time if you turned it on, it would be ringing. Right, That's crazy. Donald? It was yeah, fun. No, you're right. I don't know what happened to that number. We should try it. What was it? One eight hundred C A L Turk. C A L like California Turk. Yeah. Yeah, or you guys try it now. I don't have the phone, so you're not going to reach me. But for all I know, I one of our PAs either. kept right, it. I'm You'll already talking to you guys. So. Uh, yeah. You already reached Turk. Um, all right, we got to go because we've gone so long. But congratulations, you guys. We're very excited for you. I have a question Thank for you. you guys before you leave. Absolutely. Yeah. Zach and I were talking about this. We know that the episode, we talk about the episodes and everything like that. And sometimes there's episodes of Fake Doctors, Real Friends, where we talk about the episode 
just a little bit and we digress. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that as listeners to our, our show? So I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen every episode probably 10, 15 times. I don't need to have you guys tell me what's on the episode. I've seen it. I enjoy yeah. listening to you guys just talk. And when you get to some of the behind the scenes stuff, that's cool. But it's also just fun listening to you guys talk. Yeah, I, like I, agree I love with you. you. Like you I guys love you. <laughs> have the kind of friendship that I, I think we have with our friends, and it's just like kind of hanging out with a couple of friends. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how we're talking about bubble gum, but I'm loving it. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's what we want to. I think that's what we have a few naysayers, and Donald and I are the kind of people. First of all, I got to get off Twitter because it's Same. one of my, I, 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 oh, this okay. quarantine has made me read this shit too much. And most people are nice. Don't get me wrong. But that's not what we do. When you're in the public eye and people write shit at you, you you see the nice things and you thank you, thank you. And then someone writes something and it just sticks in your head. And then so some a couple Donald and I both had people like, you might want to talk about the episode more. And I'm like, well, this is really going 3,000 times better than we ever thought it was going <laughs> to. And more people are listening than we ever thought we're going to. Should we start fucking up what's working? Because we we want to we want to go through the episode and point out what we thought was funny, but unlike the the other people that do this, I think the office ladies who are killing it obviously, but they go a little bit more meticulously through the episode. I don't think that would interest Donald and I so much. I think we'd probably get bored doing that. Yeah, and if you're a real fan, you know what's happening. So like, just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Should I start with um, these Marvel movies, the the ones I haven't seen, or should I start with Lord of the Rings? Because I was going to start. I've never seen a Lord of the Rings film, and these guys were saying I should start there. Now, okay. go, go Marvel. My dad's yeah. a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and they are great movies. I, I enjoy them, but go Marvel. But we're definitely a Marvel fan. This is okay. what I'm, this, okay. Knowing him, knowing okay, this is what I'm going to say, guys. Knowing him, I mm. would say go Lord of the Rings, because for him watching fights, like he in-game or, uh, I, I take that back, uh, Infinity War, he'll be bored because it's nothing but fighting the whole movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get more invested when there's really good character development and then I'm invested and I go like, 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 I mean, just to take a movie like Rocky, it's like, I'm so invested in these human beings. I could watch them fight. But when it's like, get back here, Decepticon, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. So look, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Marvel movies that I'm sure you guys will agree with me on. Um, Daniel and Joel as well. There's so many of them that they've developed these characters so well that by the time you get to Infinity War and Endgame, you're so invested. Mm-hmm. Unlike unlike uh, Lord of the Rings, where they develop the characters right in front of you as you watch. Okay, go ahead, Daniel. Say something. Go ahead. No, nothing. I just think I, I just think <laughs> there is there are emotional moments in both movies. Yes, but there is one emotional moment. I would say three, but near the end of Return of the King, there's one emotional moment that strikes me harder than any Marvel movie ever will. I'm just going to throw that out there. Is that when she goes? Is that when she? Don't spoil her, bro. What? Don't spoil her. I can I can say the line without it spoiling. Okay. Okay, Go ahead. I'm going to be pissed if you're fucking ruining this movie. It doesn't spoil anything. There's no no way. Is the line? Give me the ring. Give me the the ring. ring. (laughs) All I'm going to say is you're going to get to a point where some character says, "I am the Lord of the Rings." (laughs) (laughs) It is I, the Lord of the Rings, and everyone goes, "Ah, the title." No, you get to a point in the movie where someone says, "You bow to no man," and my oh, great moment. whole great moment. face great moment. explodes with tears. Well, now I don't. Yeah. Now I don't need to great. watch it. 
you, you, I mean, the thing okay. is, you're you're not even going to know when it's coming. You won't even know, and then it'll happen, and you're just going to. You know what I'm going to know when? You know when? Oh, you know when I'm going to cry? I'm going to cry when 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 someone goes, "For I am the Lord of the Rings." All right, <laughs> 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 uh, we got to go. Yeah, this show's four is hours long. Not like uh, dropping, uh, just watching the last episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. That, good. Listen, man, you guys listen. can say what you want to say. That's a good fucking episode. Oh my god! Wait, I don't. I can't even talk about. It. All right, you guys, you're so fun. I imagine if we lived in the same city and the apocalypse wasn't happening, we'd all be friends. But um, it's like uh, so. you seem like very nice people. Congratulations on Congratulations your on your, so on your uh, you. young That's one. So amazing. And uh, be safe, stay healthy, and uh, and 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 give us a a follow up. Uh, let your well know and send us a picture when when you when 100%. you have the baby. Okay. Definitely. I have to put it in my onesie. And thank you for continually just changing my life with things. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got more on the way for you. Just you wait. We got more on the way for you. Be well, man. Right. I can't wait for you thank to put you. on your thank Ghostbusters you. outfit. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Right. Thank you. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Take care. Have a good one. Wow, I really like that. I told Donald. you, man. I told you. It's not it, it No, you I fucked think... the whole thing up though, dude. You I didn't really fuck it up. Really? You'd be the worst I... game show host ever. I am a game show host. Fuck you. Oh, well, that one probably sucks because you didn't tease anything Fuck out. Fuck you. <laughs> you oh, got to tease it out. You don't I did just tease fucking, it out. I asked him, just... are you sure you want to do community service? You got a kid on the way. I was fat. You have to do some edging. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great interview. I thought they did great. I thought they were genuinely surprised. No, it ended up being great. It, you just you you got excited because you wanted to be the one to tell them. Yeah, and, and I so knew you, you had to be the one. Yeah, but I would have played it out a little bit. So no, did you, you guys want to have kids oh one day? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, we we've gone so we've gone one thirty eight, but let's just continue a little. Okay, bit Okay, so let's. There was one thing that I noticed that happened in this episode that I thought was very funny, and that was the candid camera gag. Yeah, why is the guy under the bed? That's so funny. Yeah, that's that ridiculous, like, right? Because you're not supposed to see where the camera is. Yeah, but he's not getting any shot from under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> How about when you not when you um when you go in? Uh, oh, first of all, I laughed out loud when 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 Ted the lawyer goes. I feel like I'd be more productive if my phone dialed out. <laughs> Sammy when, had some great lines on this. Or when he goes, where did she get that idea? And Sam goes, he goes, Ted, what are you trying to do? He says, I'm trying to whistle. Well, yeah. You don't think that it was me? <laughs> yeah. Or then By when the she way, blows when you... him to kiss at the end and he catches it. Yeah. And turns funny. around Sammy, and Sammy he puts it in his good. pocket to save it. When um when uh the when you bang on the cab to catch Judy, the lady thought you were trying to rob her. <laughs> she goes, just take it. She puts the freaking purse, purse out up. the window. Just take it. That was funny. How about Judy telling you she needs to think? And Carla telling you she needs to think. That's the most fucked up answer you can ever get to a wedding proposal. I know. And Don't yet you think by the time, the time most people propose, I mean, I would think by the time I drop the question. I'd 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 be ninety nine point nine 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 sure I'm gonna get a yes. I'm not gonna I'm not leaving any wiggle room. Well, I think a lot of people do think they're gonna get the yes, and when when they get the no, it's you know the, what sucks is that you know when you get the no and they keep the ring. That happens. No. Listen, man. Do you know people keep with- an engagement ring and then don't get married? That's fucked up. Yeah. 
happens That's a all thing? the time. It happens all the time. I you got to give the ring back, anymore. ladies. We can't be engaged anymore. Okay, well, I'm going to need that ring ladies, back. Oh, no, ladies. Oh, no, no, no. This was a gift. Ladies, and Dan, please get Joelle, the more you know. How ladies. do you feel about it? Here we go. We got a lady on the line right Wait. here named Joelle. <laughs> all right, well, let's hear Joelle's two cents. If someone's giving me jewelry, I'm keeping it. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't believe in curse. No. Like you'd have to really intentionally put a curse on a ring for me to be like, ooh, I don't know. Um, Joelle, if someone gave yeah. you an engagement ring and you turned them down, you'd keep the ring. How close are we? Fancy stuff. That's fucked up. I told Dan, you, dude. Dan, told you. Dan, Dan, prepare the more you know uh, sound effects because I have a public service announcement. Here we go, guys. If uh, a, a prospective suitor gives you an engagement ring and you turn them down, give them back the fucking ring. <laughs> Speaking of you singing, you have a beautiful voice at the end of this episode. Yeah, we sing a Colin Hay song at the end of this I know. Episode. I forgot that it was uh, everybody at first. I thought I knew... That she sang, Jill Tracy. That's Tim Hobart's wife, right? Yes, Donald. That is Jill Tracy playing Elaine, and she is one of our uh, writers' uh, very talented uh, wives. She um, is an actress and a singer, and she did such a uh, little bit of trivia for you. Jill Tracy is the name of who on the show? I don't know. Well, um, if you know the show Scrubs, you'll know that... uh, uh, that's the name of Nicole Sullivan's characters in seasons oh, wow. one, three, and five. Wow. Also, Kit Pongetti, who plays Dr. Mitchell, the doctor who's uh, beside Kelso in the singing number, uh, went on to play Lady yeah. in seasons seven and eight. Yeah. Goes on to marry the janitor. Yes. And the death has an appearance here. Uh, Played by Randall Winston. A, Randall Winston. And he kills uh, Ernie. The, yeah. the do- old uh, man, uh, older doctor that he kills is uh, one of our stunt head stunt guys, stunt coordinators, Ernie. Um, so, uh, yeah, this musical number is beautiful. And it was very theatrical. And I, I remember thinking at the time, this is so beautiful, but will it work? I mean, it's such a weird, it was so theatrical and such a different turn. Um, but here we are talking about how we cried and got goosebumps. So 20 years later, it still works. Well, it it works. Okay, there's another reason why I got goosebumps when I and I cried when I was watching this, because when we were shooting this episode, and we got to this point in the where we're all together at the end, and she goes on a clear day, when I can see, and then we go into the harmonies. I remember saying to everybody because we're lip syncing this, I was like, everybody sing off key, and. Uh, the first person to sing off key is Sam Lloyd. And so it goes, on a clear day when I can see. And then Sam goes, see, right, see, whatever. And it goes, see, and then we all go, so we'll go, on a clear day when I can see. And then Sam will go, see, (laughs) on purpose because we're all singing off key. The audience can't tell. But when we're doing that, why did you tell them to do that? Because it was it was already we were lip syncing, so it didn't matter. Whatever right. we sang didn't matter. And so Sam does that, and I if you watch, you can see me kind of start to lose it in the in oh. the in the shot. 
And oh, really? it was just one of those moments you where- You picked a really good time for some wackiness. I did. Well, you know, listen, we were dealing, dealing with such serious stuff at, at the time. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, maybe alleviate the pressure. Yeah, well, you and, did. You alleviated that shit. And I, it just, you know, when I look back at it now, it was like, wow, Sam, Sam was always game to have fun in that realm. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, when he did that, it, it, so for me, going back to that moment, it was a, it's a moment that I, that on one, I'll never forget. Uh, because when it happened, I couldn't stop laughing. It was my idea to do it as a gag uh, for the real, but it turned out to be so freaking funny at the time that, like, you can see me almost break if you watch mm-hmm. it. And uh, all right, I'm gonna go back and look for that Donald Faison. And and uh, it's all because of and and it was pretty much because Sam Lloyd. Sam's the one that sets it off too. If you look at it and who's in the scene, it's Sam, it's uh, it's Neil, it's Ken, myself. Uh, yeah, but we're all we're all freak. It was so amazing to me. We all sang off key at that moment. I I wonder if I wonder if any of the other uh, actors and actresses remember that. It's it's something that I'll always hold dear because Sam was the first one to set it off, and it always mm-hmm. made me, you know, look at him like, wow, dude, you 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 can play or you'll play around even when you know. It's uh, a serious situation, yeah. And and and, and make it so man. that we can all have fun. He was such a great man. I miss that fella. So we did it. That's the show, guys. Did what it. a show! Oh, such a wide range of emotions. There's all babies. The there's there's uh there's feelings. There's emotions. Babies. What should we tell everybody? Um, follow Donald Faison on Instagram. Yes, please do. Follow Joel and Daniel on the Twitter. Uh, subscribe to the show. Tell your friends. You might be thinking, hey. My friends already know. No, they don't. Tell them. Tell them to come join the party. Join the party. Rate uh, us. Rate us. Yes. And uh, yeah, rate us. Joelle, how do they rate us? Someone asked me that. There's a way when you go into the iTunes app. So when you're in uh, Apple Podcasts, there is like, you'll see the rating at the top. Like if you click on the episode, I'm going to do it with you guys now so I can just walk you through it. There's... um, like the little star dots things at the top. So you can click those and you can leave a little note. Uh, we like five stars. Less than that doesn't help us. Uh, so if yeah. you feel like giving less than that, keep that to D- yourself. This message doesn't yeah. pertain to you if that's how you feel. Yes. That's how you feel. This ain't for you. This message we are, ain't for you. We are the Uber driver who, when he drops you off, says five stars. And you go, five stars. Yeah. yeah. Five stars all yeah, the way. Of course. And uh, tell your friends, and thank you so much. So we thought we'd end the show um, with our friend Colin Hay, because he is a friend of Scrubs and a brilliant troubadour that we all love. And he's the gentleman who wrote the song that ends this episode. So here is our friend Colin Hay with the song Waiting for My Real Life to Begin. Take it away, Colin. Any minute now My ship is coming in I'll keep checking the horizon And I'll stand on the bow And feel the waves come crashing Come crashing down, down You say 
Be still, my love. Open up your heart. Let the light shine in. Don't you understand? I already have a plan. I'm waiting for my real life to begin.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.